Well done. Um, okay, next. <laughs> Tiffany and Co. So, Wes, well, how much money have you spent at Tiffany? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm too busy growing a business, spending it on marketing. And I, I got really lucky. I married a woman who's just not fancy. So she's just as happy sifting through stalls at a market than going to Tiffany & Co. So, uh, no, I, I can honestly say I've never made a Tiffany & Co. purchase. Um, in fact, uh, I think I've only been in a store once in my life. Yeah, I've yeah. never been. Yeah. Walked past and went, not too hard. I ain't lining up to get yeah, to like that's a whole Yeah, like <laughs> talk about ad friction. Uh, anyway, um, so Tiffany & Co. have just been purchased by LVHM. Yep. Uh, which, you know, own half of the world now, Louis Vuitton Holdings. Um, they bought RM Williams uh, about, well, that could be going back three years now. And, you know, what's really interesting about RM Williams is uh, the, they're, they're the Bush outfitter, right? But they, all the magazines, I've got nothing to do with the Bush anymore. All their, um, all their marketing is, is corporate. Really? Um, and I went into the shop yesterday because I saw, through social media, I saw the, a new boot that had come out, which I thought was hideous on social media. So I was walking past the shop and I went into Aaron Williams yesterday and I said to the girl on the counter, I said, they are as bad in real life as they are on social media. <laughs> um, and they are hideous, right? They, they look like a cross between a croc and a gum boot. They are a disaster. They are, they are terrible. Anyway, but I grabbed, I mean, I wear RMs every second day, right? So I love them as boots. Um, but I grabbed a pair and they've just gone up another 50 bucks. And, and I said to the lady in the shop, I said, I've, built, I've been buying RMs for maybe 12 years, maybe 10 years. And I said, I, I just think that they're probably past me now as, as a customer, you know, like the, the, the standard boot is 600 bucks. And, and, and I just said, oh, I think, you know, Louis Vuitton are just trying to get their money back. And she said, oh no, they got their money back a long time ago. <laughs> um, and I just thought, you know, um, they, it, it's typical of a, an elite European, you know, doesn't understand the local market, you know, acquisition. Um, it'll be interesting one to watch, but I think, I think they'll do the same with Tiffany. They'll, they'll bring their Louis Vuitton culture to a business that maybe doesn't want that or didn't, wasn't built on that culture. Yeah. And that could be the demise of the business, you know, like, um, Aaron Williams lost a lot of its heritage when it sold out. Um, and so I don't know what Tiffany & Co. stand for, but um, if they start... I mean, they were making no money anyway. So, they, so Louis Vuitton have paid $16.2 billion for a business that's losing money. I guess here's a, here's a thought bubble, though, in terms of why you would do that. Because Louis Vuitton... What, maybe do a quick Google of what else is in their suite, but it's Gucci and Prada and Bali and Coach and, I don't know, those big brands... Maybe not all of them, but it's some of those. Um, but you can do a lot of cross-promotion when you are Dom Perignon. So, yeah, so, so champagne. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they own Volgari and yeah. uh, I know they bought. Gucci. I know they bought a lot of the watch brands as well. Um, uh, who does? So they... Um, one thing that I heard about them was Tiffany was was really struggling because of their marketing. They they, they really struggled to come into the the new age with digital marketing, and and obviously L L V M H 
was uh, with all their brands, they've got a really on point digital marketing uh, you know, department and that they reckon that that's going to be part of their key to re-energizing Tiffany & Co. And it just, just goes to emphasize for me that, um, that Tiffany & Co, like that a major, major brand like that still important for them to get their digital right. Um, so it's uh, it, it, it's interesting that that they've sold for such such a high amount for something that wasn't making money, but they're bringing that in because they believe that they've got an asset which Tiffany and Co doesn't, and yeah. they're going to add add their skill set to it and bring it around. Like, I, I do do see that issue of like you saying that um, well, is it just going to become a Louis Vuitton yeah. culture, and is that a good thing? Or is it a bad thing? You well, know? it's a bad thing. I think because Louis Vuitton already exists. Yeah. So you've got if you have if you if you soak up a whole bunch of retailers and you make them nearly the same, then then why didn't you just do that with your core brand? Because yeah. for example, just looking through here, Bulgari is one. Um, uh, Christian Dior, um, you know, different drinks like Dom Perignon, Cloudy Bay. Uh, who else would we know? Fendi, um, Givenchy. And uh, Hublot, the watches. Um, so, so you got a lot of soft, what they call soft luxury, in there. And Mark, Tiffany, Mark Jacobs, Tif Tiffany and Co were the ones that they were saying mm. that this is really their their hard luxury that they've that they've gotten. I mean, they've gotten the watches, but now getting the jewelry side of it. Is that not a good play that they're now adding to the repertoire, or do you think it's a better play for Louis Vuitton to try to? No, I think their play is smart because you know, as I look through these, you know, brands like Sephora, which is now a massive global makeup business. Yeah. I mean, they're down here on the Gold Coast. Uh, Tag Heuer, which is amazing. What they will be able to do between the soft and hard is cross sell, because it, because because if you shop at Christian Dior, you'll probably happily shop at. Louis Vuitton, and if you shop at Christian Dior, you'll probably happily shop at Tiffany & Co. So by buying the business and buying the database, they will be able to sell more of their internal products to a bigger audience. That's, that's got to be the number one reason that you would do it. You can't extract $16.2 billion out of a business if you are not going to A, sell your other businesses to Tiffany & Co and Tiffany & Co to your other businesses. Yeah. You, you, you won't extract any money out of the deal. Mm -hmm. You can't, they didn't buy that based on Tiffany & Co's profits because yeah. there aren't any. Mm. So so that's why you know there's that cross promotion and so they they just can't lower their standard right because if they start to lower the standard of the businesses they buy then 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 they won't be able to cross promote that's why they i mean R.O. williams is probably the one of the most elite clothing businesses in australia price wise luxury wise and so it's a good fit for them um but uh, they seem to have a good spread though don't they like in they've, they've got their finger in each of those luxury Yes. Markets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, I. I, uh, I don't. I haven't read the, uh, the the financials of of the holdings company, but I, I do wonder how long you could keep going like that. Mm. You know, at some point you own so much of it that you can't actually make any money out of it. Um, I guess I guess time will tell. But um, what can somebody learn from that? Well, I'm a big fan of acquisitions. As you know, we help a lot of our clients go and buy their competitors. Yeah. Um, and we buy them for many reasons, not just the profit. Sometimes it's just the turnover. Sometimes it's the taking them, taking them out of the market. Yeah. You know, um, 
Sometimes it's just to you know build more size for the sake of being able to buy more from a supplier at a better price. Sometimes it's just picking up economies of scale. So doing an acquisition is a smart move. Um, their exact reasons for buying a loss-making business at 16 billion, I can't quite work out. Now we all might might not have 16.2 billion to to acquire another business, but I see this as as for those who aren't ready to acquire the power of JVs. You know, strategic partnerships with well, there's this brand that happens to sell exact you know sell to my ideal market, but we don't sell the same product. It's quite obvious of the power of being able to join forces with them to to share. Did you know that this show goes onto Facebook, it goes onto YouTube, it goes onto Instagram, it goes onto iTunes, and it goes onto LinkedIn? Do me a favor, would you? Tell more people about the show so that I can spread the message. Love you. See ya.